And now, back to David Spada and Elliot Harris for more sports and torts on TalkZone.com. On the phone, we have Baseball Hall of Famer, former Cincinnati Red, Montreal Expo, Boston Red Sox, Tony Perez. How are you doing today, Mr. Perez? I'm doing fine. How are you doing, David? Great. I see that you grew up playing baseball in Cuba. What was it like back then playing baseball there? Well, I played I play when I was a kid, you know, growing up in Cuba. And um, when I signed, when I was 18 years old, you know, to, to be 18. And I played uh, a little bit. Uh, I didn't play much, but I but I guess I was a good player because they scouted me and uh, and they gave me a call. And, uh, and, I, and I went to Havana and, and signed my professional contract back in 1960. Well, you must have been pretty good because you were playing shortstop, and they generally put the best player at shortstop. How how good at shortstop yeah. were you? Yeah, I, I, I was a shortstop because I was a, a very skinny. I was weighing by about 160 pounds. I was about six one, 160 pounds, and uh, and uh, the position I I love and play was the shortstop. But you know what? I never played one game as a professional shortstop. I see that you uh, came to Florida in 1960. Did you have trouble getting out of Cuba, or was it pretty open back then? Yeah, that was still open. I was, that, was, that was still open. Was only one year is, uh, you know, Castro and the revolution took over in 59. And, and everything was uh, already, uh, it was still normal. Uh, it took about a couple more years, so about like 62, 61, 62, and the things started going bad, and... Uh, and that's why I had to move out. Now, you went to Red Spring training in Tampa, Florida, which was probably not too difficult to transition, but then you start off at Class D ball in Geneva, New York. What was that like? Well, right. That was, uh, training was in Tampa. It was nice. Uh, I had spent a good time over there in 1960. And uh, when I made the team uh, in Geneva, New York, I come back. I lived to uh, Tampa at the second base. I played second base, uh, uh, I started in the season in 1960 in Geneva, and, uh, and then I moved uh, to third base when they signed Pete Rose. Uh, I think you guys know who I'm talking about, Pete Rose, uh, the guy who got more hit in baseball. And, and uh, he went to second base, and I went to third base. Why didn't they put Pete Rose at third? Because, I mean, when Rose came up to the majors, he was playing third. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I was playing second in Geneva, and they took over, uh, he, they signed him, and they got a high school draft, and, uh, and I think it was in the middle of maybe June, July, uh, something like that, and then he moved to third base, and he started playing second base. Uh, he was a catcher, but he never, he never caught in, uh, uh, in a professional baseball. Now, another one of your teammates was Martin DeHigo Jr. Did you ever meet his father, who was the, the legendary Negro League star from Cuba? Yeah, Martin DeHigo. DeHigo was a great uh, star in Cuba. And, uh, he played in the, in the Negro League. He never played in the, uh, you know, in the big league. But he was a, a very one of the big names in Cuba at that time. And uh, his, his son, his son Martin, Mario DeHigo was with me in Geneva at that year. And, uh, and I met Mario, and, and I met his father in Havana when I go back, uh, went back after the season in 1960. I went to visit him and I met because everybody wanted to meet Mario DeHigo. 
Did he give you any batting tips? Did he give you any advice? No, no, I just wanted to be, and, uh, and they give us advice, you know, if they play the game the right way and all that, you know, that's, uh, that's what they told us. Now, when you went back to Cuba, did you have trouble getting out again? Well, I got, I did off in 1951, okay, there was no problem, but I come, I went back, I come back after the season in 61, and I come back in 62, uh, but the single I thought better at 62, and then I got a little trouble to get out at 63. And, you know, I, I, I don't have no spin training that year because I, I had problems with, uh, uh, not with the visa, but with, with my money, you know, the money order they sent me to buy my ticket. Uh, they sent it to a bank, and they sent it to the wrong bank, and it took me about two months, uh, about a month or so to get the, to get the money, and I think I left Cuba in May. And I miss the whole speed train. Did you know Castro back then? Because I know he was a big baseball fan. Well, I know, no, I never met him. No, I didn't know. I never met him. Uh, uh, no, no, I never met him. So you you got to play some more. Uh, you got to play in San Diego when that that was still minor league ball. Then you get called up by the Reds. Yeah, that was in '64. Yeah, 1964. I got a great year and. Uh, in San Diego, I was MVP in the league, and, uh, and I almost got the triple crown, but I missed up a couple home runs. So I need the league hitting, and I let the league in RBI, but I, I missed a two by, by home run. A Cuban guy did me about that on that. Another Cuban. What was playing at Crosley Field like? I, I remember the, the hill in the outfield, and you could see the cars driving by on the highway. Yeah, I know. It was... Uh, I was good ball. I loved the ball One because I, I was my first ball I played in the building, and I was so happy to be in the building. Uh, and I don't care how the stadium looked or how old it was, but but that was nice. Uh, and that was uh, like you say, uh, the seventy-five. The highway was you know behind the stadium and and that center field, and and I don't know. I it was hard to hit a ball of the ground. I'm the on the expressway, though. One of your teammates was Frank Robinson till he got traded to the Orioles. What was he like? Well, I, met, I played with, with, with him and, uh, and 65. Frank Robinson, I told you, I learned a lot from Frank. I mean, the way he played the game, the way he, he uh, because he played 120% every day. And, and I love the way he played, and I learned a lot, you know, because uh, I play against uh, my first two years. I play against left-handers only. I not play against right much against right-handers, and, uh, and I see a lot of games. And, and I watch Frank play, and, and I, uh, because he was a kind of hitter and uh, player, like you know, I admired him. Uh, he was uh, one uh, I really look at. Uh, that couple of years I played with him. Now they had you playing uh, initially at first base, and then they made you the starting third baseman in '67. Was that much of a transition, changing positions back and forth like that? Not really. I I, I, I just want to be in the lineup. I, I told everybody I want four to bat every day. That's all I want. I was a hitter. I mean, I played in the field. I, I played well. I remember. I, but my mind, uh, I think I was uh, a guy who wanted help for the team to win ball games. You know, with my back, and uh, and I do my job on the field with uh, 
I don't care what position I play. I think I knew I play. I played the bench. I didn't play there too well. But first day was my position. I learned and, uh, and I got there and I played more and I was feel more comfortable uh, playing first day. When did the Reds start to get successful and get known for the big red machine? Well, I played, played with the big red machine. And, I mean, the big red machine started in, uh, in 1969, something like that. And, uh, and I, uh, and I was there, uh, in 1970 when, when all the more young players coming out. I think it was, a, a better because, uh, uh, we got better pitching in 1970 and then we started going into the playoffs. What was manager Sparky Anderson like to play for? Well, Sparky was great. I uh, mean, Sparky, when he got there in 70, everybody don't know much about him because I don't think he played in the big leagues a lot. And, uh, uh, and, and he played in AAA. I think he played in, in, in Montreal and or something like that with, with the Dodgers, I guess. And, and uh, But he never, he was the first time he played in he managed in the buildings, but, uh, but he gets to know the team, uh, and, uh, he gets to know the players, uh, who he knows he got a great, great hitting team and great, great players in each position, and he let us play. And he, the only thing he took very care of the, of the pitching stuff. Uh, you know, he, he, was, uh, he worried more, and uh, he did a great job, and, uh, you know, uh, with the, with the, with the starters and reliever. I mean, that infield, you had, Three Hall of Famers, a Hall of Fame catcher. The only one who didn't make the Hall of Fame was Dave Concepcion. How important well, was it, how important was that infield to the Reds? Well, like I say, you know, everybody on the team knows how to play to win, and uh, and everybody knows his job. And uh, like you say, three Hall of Fame, you know, more Joe Morgan, Johnny Banks, and, and Pete Rose at Hall of Fame to me, and uh, yeah. I was four, and, and you know, and then we had players like that, Concepcion and Foster and Griffey, Geronimo. I mean, that was a, a kind of team, uh, um, and everybody hates, uh, we were the, the haters, uh, everybody hates uh, when we got a, you know, in any town or any, in any city, because they knew we were going to be on it. And, uh, but everybody loved our team because uh, they know they're going to see a, a good ball game every time we, and we walk on the field. When you got traded to Montreal, th- that sort of ended the big red machine. What was that trade like for you? Well, I knew if something was going to happen so because in my last two years there in 70, 75, 76, we win two World Series back in, back in um, four, but I didn't play uh, as much as I used to because uh, we had Ben Dreesing, a, a, a good player and a guy who, uh, who was there sitting around and, uh, um, Sparky, uh, told me it's been training. He got a, he got a EVM, uh, uh, on the, um, at least 200 bats. And, uh, and 200 bats was out of me, you know, out of my, uh, my bats. And, uh, and I wasn't too happy about it, but well, we were winning and, uh, and we went to the World Series and, uh, and everything was fine. But I knew something going to happen one day. And then after that season, 76, and when they called me in before I left uh, for home, and they told me they might trade me, I was, I was hurt. Uh, well, not surprised. I was hurt, I know, but uh, I didn't want to leave that team. I didn't want to go anywhere. 
I got accepted because uh, I know they might don't want it, but they have to do it. And uh, um, they got a guy who was 10 years younger than me and, and a good player, and they and they they got to get him to play. That's what I said betrayed. Who was the leader on the Reds when you were on the team? Well, everybody say <laughs> I was, and uh, uh, because I get along with everybody, and everybody respect me, and everybody listen to me. Uh, but uh, we got a lot of leaders. I mean, Pedro is a big uh, leader, and Tony Banks is a leader, and and uh, and Joe Moore is a leader. You know, a, a four four guys over there who everybody look at, and uh, and that's what Spikey told all the other players. Hey, look, uh, you guys don't worry about this this four guys. This, this four guys gonna gonna lead you into the into the a championship, and that that's what you have to listen and and, and watch them play. Did you think the Big Red Machine had a couple more uh, World Series appearances left in it? Yeah, can you repeat that? Did you think that the Big Red Machine still, if you had remained there, could have been in the World Series a couple more times? Yeah, yeah. I think when I say that, I think that we can we go after uh, you know uh, uh, to another uh, World Series. Um, but they know they got to play. They want to play Griffin, and, and, and they got Tom Seaver that year. And they think they're going to win because uh, uh, Tommy um, and I will love. You know, I, I was uh, sorry I didn't play with Tom Silver because he's a great pitcher. I know who we gave him, and I was still there. I know we're going to win it. We're going to win it. But we, but what they did, they they don't play the way they we used to play, and uh, and they was missing. They told me that most of the players told me that they was missing me in the lineup. And that was that's what happened. Did you have a favorite World Series? Pardon me? Did you have a favorite World Series? Oh, 70, 75 was my favorite one. I think everybody's favorite because, uh, you know, the way um, uh, the Red Sox make a comeback and uh, and that six game and what the happens, uh, all the rain and stuff like that happened in the in three days, those three days we missed. Uh and then the way we come back in the semi-game, I mean, they, and we win. And that was a, a great, great World Series. A great, everybody can make it. Both teams play well, making great plays, and uh, and that, that was great. And somebody, everybody says that one of the greatest World, uh, World Series uh, they ever seen. What was your time with the Boston Red Sox like? That was that was good. I mean, that was good. My first year was great. Uh, Nineteen. I think I got a great year there. I know me home and run over the hundred run and I hit well, I hit twenty five home run. I was I was about 30, 37, 38 at that time. But uh, my last two years I didn't play much. Uh, they got a, a, a Don Simmer was the manager in in eighty and uh, well he got fired uh, and then they got right how. He was the manager for the next two years. Uh, he wasn't. He didn't like me much because I was uh, I was older and uh, and I think I was slow. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, play around, play play first, first base, and uh, and he was playing another younger guy. Uh, they had Templeton, and his last name is Templeton, and I didn't play much in the last two years. Even the last year, they want me to. They want to trade me. But I think I said the trade to the Dodgers. They want me to trade me to the Dodgers, and I say, no, he's going that far. <laughs> Too far from me. 
Wait, you were too old. Carl Yastrzemski wasn't that young back then either. <laughs> yeah, he was older than me. He was still playing. Well, he played quite slow. I mean, but but Yastrzemski uh, was playing in left field, and then he was the aging. It was a DH uh, the last couple of years, I think. But that year I played, I DH some, and I played some first base, but I didn't play much in my last year, the 82. Because 81, we got that strike. And then I played much, uh, you know, we missed all those games, and then uh, he didn't play me much. And then in 83, you were with the Philadelphia Phillies and a couple familiar faces in uh, your former Cincinnati teammates, Pete Rosen right. and Joe Morgan. Yeah, I went to, right. We went to Philadelphia and, and, and Pete was there and John and, uh, um, Joe was there and, uh, and, and the great player they had on the team like Steve Carden and Mike Smith and, I mean, that was great. I think we went to the World Series. I got a chance to play on the regular basis for a while, you know, and I, I got to do the start and, uh, and I carried the team for a little while and, but after that, uh, I guess I was 40 years old. I <laughs> I guess I got a little tired. But, but we went to the World Series and, uh, and uh, we lost, but, but we, we almost lost the way. Yeah, you've faced the Orioles in their World Series with uh, Earl Weaver as their manager, and that was a right. classic World Series, too. Right, it was a good World Series, but they they, uh, they beat us against a Royal Fire Fifth game, I think. Who was, the, who was the toughest pitcher you had to face in your career? Well, I play a lot of tough pitchers. I mean, uh, they almost every one of those guys I face in the Hall of Fame. But uh, uh, Bob Gibson gave me more more problem than anybody. I think I give it to a lot of guys, a lot of players. But but I was the toughest pitcher I ever seen. I mean, uh, he he was tough. Yeah, he was tough to hit off of. But I faced a lot of them, but I'd say uh, Gibby was the one that gave me more trouble. Now, your son Eduardo played for the St. Louis Cardinals, a team that, that Gibson pitched for. How, how yeah, kind of fun was it to see your son make it to the big leagues? Yeah, he played, uh, he signed in 91, I think, in 92, and, uh, and he ended up in the, uh, with, the, with the Cardinals, and, and it, was, it was great. He, was, uh, he played well. He played for Tony La Russa, and... Uh, and um, he was playing against left-handers, and, uh, and he, he, he had a couple of years over there. Mm-hmm. Who was your favorite player growing up? Well, I grew up in Cuba, right? And, uh, and everybody there, uh, Mimi Minoso, uh, for the play for the White Sox, and he played with Winterbull in Cuba. And I think every Johnson in Cuba, I hear about him and know who Mimi Minoso was because he the, the way he was, the way he played the game, and and he was the best player played um, um, when we were at that time. And, and I just told my family all the time, I want to be like Nini Mignoso, I'm going to be in the big league and stuff like that. Nini, Nini was what he wanted to look at uh, that time because we didn't see too much of the big league games, only maybe on Sunday games and on Saturday game of the week, but we didn't see much of the at the big leagues at that time. Now you played 23 years in the big leagues and you were never on the disabled list. That doesn't mean you were never hurt. But, but well, I was hurt. <laughs> but I played. I mean, I broke a finger at uh, one time. I never went to the DL. I, I uh, told the manager, hold it, hold it. I think I can hear. And, uh, 
and I went out there and I, I didn't play for a couple games and uh, but I I, I missed a week, but I was pinch hitting and stuff like that, and then you start playing the regular base and that. Because he never bothered me to hear. So he bothered me to catch the ball because it wasn't my left hand. And uh, more hit me. But uh, I pulled a muscle, I pulled a rubber, I can still hit. And uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not running well, but I, one time I hit a home run, pinch hitting, and uh, I was limping around the bases. Uh, and this pitcher, I remember Billy Odell. He got mad because uh, I hit a home run. I was limping around the bases and he was yelling at me. But I don't know. He has to win the game. I don't care. <laughs> that wasn't Milwaukee. And, uh, and I try to remember the next time I faced him, he hit me. And I tried to say anything. I know he was, he was still mad and um, <laughs> he didn't forget what happened. But, but I never, I never, I never. I was hurt for a few times, but I still say, hey, I still get hit. Like I told you before. I think uh, my bad was the one I I wanted I wanted the lineup. Uh, so I get here, I still I didn't go no deal. Because I can have my team of the bench. You remember the nineteen sixty seven All Star game and who the most valuable player in that game was? Oh yeah, I have to remember that. That was my first one, it was my best uh, the best thing I ever did in my career. I mean I didn't play in the ten I come back in, in the ten season. I mean, score five. We would play nine inning and never get into the game. I get in the tenth inning and I hit a home run in the fifteenth and win it. Uh, that was that was great. I mean, you know, I, I know uh, that was for me, I guess, because uh, I didn't start the game. And I didn't. I didn't get into the game too late. Did you want to be a baseball manager, or did that something that just fell in your lap? No, that was that, that just fell in my lap. I never, I never, I never want to be. Uh, I first time in Cincinnati, and I told my family, no, I didn't go, I don't want to manage it. But when they called me, and, and they said, you got to try it, you got to try it, and they convinced me. And then I, I said, okay, and I went to the interview, but I never want to be a manager. And then uh, here in Miami, I, uh, they started the manager, and they asked me to, to take the team for the three days. And then when we went two or three games, they want me to stay because they're going to sell the thing anyway. And, uh, and I stayed the whole season, but I never, I never want to. I don't like to be managed. I want to be around the game. And I love what I do now, you know, helping players and, and be around the game, but I don't want to manage. You know, I don't. I never like it. What was being inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame like for you? I know you waited a little while for it to happen. But I... Well, I waited nine years, but, uh, you know, when I finally get in, I, I was great. I mean, I, uh, I think, uh, it's something every, every player, uh, who play a long career, or have a good career, uh, is, uh, is where you want to be. And that's what I, I was so far, so pleased, you know, and I do a lot of things, uh, and, and baseball, um, I went, uh, win World Series, I play out World Series, all the star games. Well, you know, I, I, when I on the on the Hall of Fame, that was that was it. Uh, that was that, that's the part. I, it's like to be in the crowd, you know, <laughs> the ceiling, <laughs> like you say. Uh, uh, I still feel I still feel great about it. When you managed the Reds, was that when uh, Mark Shot was the owner? Yeah, I remember when I was a manager. But she was uh, she wasn't uh, uh, she got suspended. Uh, that year, 
or something she say. And uh, uh, he, he wasn't, she wasn't running the ball club uh, when I got fired. And, uh, and she, she, even more, she got mad when, when she found out about it. And, uh, uh, because she, she was one of my best, uh, friends. She was a friend of mine. And a friend of my family. And I really, uh, I, I, uh, really loved her. My family loved her. Um, we used to. I mean, it's, uh, that was something she never, she never, that did never happen, uh, like that, uh, when she was, uh, you know, running the bottom. Do you ever think you'll have the chance to go back to Cuba to visit? Oh, yeah. Is it ready? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, all the time. I uh, And most of the time, when the man is lost and play, uh, I go with the team there because, uh, you know, I got a lot of good memories, a lot of good times in Cincinnati, and, and I laugh every time. They still remember me like I used to play, you know, and, and the fans over there and the people and everybody still remember uh, the big dog. <laughs> you know, doggy, well, they call it me over there. Yeah, they're still loving me. What a, how special was it going in the hall with Sparky Anderson? Well, that was fun. That was a great, great, great that year. Because he went, uh, we, we went to the Hall of Fame together. And we got in the same year, and uh, he and Marty Bredeman, the, the broadcaster, was two people, two people from Cincinnati and myself, I mean, three of them. And that was great. That was great, you know, sitting there and see us fighting, going to the Hall of Fame, and, and all that. That was, uh, it was a great time. Now, during your big league career, you played 10 seasons of winter ball. Guys just don't do it anymore. Do you, do you think that helps or hurts? <laughs> Oh, that helped me a lot. I mean, they helped me because uh, I told you, like I told you before, I love the game. I want to play baseball. I don't want to sit around the whole winter. I want to play the winter ball. And uh, one before, because I need it. You know, we don't get paid well uh, back then. And, and then uh, if you don't know, if you don't play winter ball, you have to get a, get a job somewhere. And uh, because you, especially when you got family. And, uh, and I love I love the time playing Puerto Rico, and I love uh, those times, and uh, uh, I think they help me, and I know players now make a lot of money, they don't want to play winter ball, and uh, the team don't want them to play winter ball because they might get hurt, but I never got hurt in there, I never got a deal, <laughs> even in the winter ball I got in the deal, I mean, I never got hurt, and, uh, and I played the game with patience and passion because I, I love it. And I want to win, and, and no matter where I play, but I play in the little league, or I play in the, in the winter ball, I want to, I want to win, and that's what I play for. Have you ever gone back to Cuba? Yeah, I went back to Cuba when my, my father, my family, my father goes sick in '72, and then I went back to see my mother after he, after he passed away, and uh, see my mother and my sisters and. I came out about three or four times. I put my boys over there, my sons, to meet my to meet my uh, my family and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I went back, but I'm not anymore because my father and my mother passed away, and I, right now I don't I don't have. I only have one one sister and two brothers left, and uh, and I don't think I, my sister just came back. The one. Uh, she left about a week ago because she spent some time with us over here. 
if you played in the ballpark that the Cincinnati Reds play in today, would you have hit about no. five, five? Would you hit about five hundred home runs? You think? <laughs> I don't know. I, I know it's, it's very short. I mean, uh, I every hit and love it, um, but I don't think. Uh, uh, maybe I hit more home runs. It's a, uh, it's a uh, very both traveling very well, well and, and uh, yeah, a lot of more home runs that we hit. What's Cincinnati more more famous for, the Big Red Machine or the Montgomery Inn for Ribs? <laughs> well, the Ribs are very famous over there. When I think of the Big Red Machine, uh, everybody still remember the Big Red Machine. Everybody still pulling for the Big Red Machine. And there's also Skyline Chili, right? Right, I'm too, yeah. That does it for another edition of Sports and Torts on TalkZone.com. I would like to thank our guest, Chicago Sky Coach and General Manager Pokey Chapman, Assistant Coach Tree Rollins, Rookie Markeisha Gatling and Jennifer Brandon, and Chicago Sky Center Sylvia Fowles, also Hall of Famer Tony Perez. One more thing, I'd like to wish my daughter Rachel a happy birthday. You're listening to Sports and Torts on TalkZone.com. Tune in again next week for another great show.